If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our player's to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DM's notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Johnny Torres for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Next week will be our fifth mailbag episode. Join us now for Serviceable Plots, Episode 40, Hunter of the Dusk Fay. And with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'll be playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Jane, and I'm playing Nissa Turin, the gnome arcane trickster rogue. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliff, the human rogue fighter. Last time, Akiva's faith and understanding of his god Nezalem was shaking during a conversation with Bai, as the old woman pointed Nyssa in a direction to begin searching for her missing friend. Belinda and Scriv, meanwhile, learned that the refugees from Mandeville were being treated in the city, and rumors of a Shadar Kai leading the assault sounded like blame was being placed on Akiva. After helping to spread some false information, healing a few of the refugees, and getting a new haircut for Scriv, the pair met with Belinda's mom, where they agreed to work directly for her as members of the military. When they returned, the team debriefed, and Scriv was not at all happy that he was bargained by his friends, though he decided he would meet with Bai now, if Akiva would speak directly with Umbra. It is night. Are you guys going now? <laughs> it's not like she sleeps. Nissa, do you want to go with Scriv, and I'll stay here with Akiva, and we'll see what sort of understanding we can come to. Sure. I don't want you to think we thought it was a bad idea for you to go to buy. Uh, it seems like it was a calculated risk, and that's what we do, so I have to respect that. Thank you. Take care of him, okay? I'll do my best. And I slide on the goggles of night. I also wanted to give these a test run, if I'm completely honest. Great, you'll see the attackers coming before I do. So, you guys are scurrying over to the Uncle of Heights District. Akiva and Belinda, you are in the apartment. Okay, I will take the kopesh out of the bag of holding and hand it to Akiva, like sort of offered in front of me on both hands. Say, okay, it's a calculated risk. Yeah, so I've shared everything with you. You know, basically everything that's going on. I mean, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't want Orlay back. I want the artifact. Okay. I mean better something than nothing, but I think if we're trying to make a deal with Umbra, it's the artifact we want back, and I know a bit more about it. Okay, so I don't know how this is going to go. If it seems like it's going to turn bad, there's no way for me to make Scriv uh, understand my intentions. If it goes bad, I want you to take care of me. And me if need be. Really? Yes. Okay. You know I'll do what needs to be done. I know. Okay, I'll, I'll take out my life's blade. I'm saying a quick prayer to Adar. Take a deep breath. And then we will enter my enormous mind palace and invite Umbra in. (laughs) (laughs) Linda, you link your mind to Akiva's. Akiva, do you begin to trance? Yep. You both sit quietly for a bit. Akiva, your hand is on the kopesh. It takes a second, Belinda, as you realize the image of your mind palace has shifted to utter darkness. I try to will it back. Roll intelligence. 24. You focus back, and it is a strain, but the darkness pulls to a singular point as behind Akiva, nearly twice as tall, you see the figure of Umbra, seems to stretch out from 
Akiva, almost like from Akiva's own shadow, as he rises up and forms. Akiva, you can turn and you do see him behind you. I will turn and say, hello, Umbra. This is new. Events have led this to be necessary. I have been recovering. Oh, I'm sorry, you're tired. And I will uh, will some chairs to appear for us at a large chair for Umbra. I do not need to. And there's a brief moment that, like, the shadows seem to just engulf the chair you created for Umbra. Well, we seem to have a bit to discuss, so if you don't mind, and then I will sit. Then let's discuss. We are here about what happened the other night. When you called to me. I did. When you requested my aid. Did I not aid you? Is she not alive? Is she? I have not been in touch about this. You get a brief snippet. It's so dark. Um, where am I? What is this? And then silence. You took something of ours. And we're not here for her, specifically. You want the amulet. We require it. It's useless to you right now. It is of interest. Do you know what it is? Roll persuasion check, Akiva. Natural 20, so 28. This was created after my time on this plane. I visited many planes. I do not know what this is exactly. Akiva, I spoke of memories before. The importance of them. That they make up who a person is. I've come to find out that's very true for a lot of people. And that's, there is a vested interest in people's memories, it seems. I will return this amulet to you right now in exchange for one very important thing that you, Belinda, must swear to me you will do and allow to happen. Well? When Tenebris is destroyed, Akiva must hold his blade. We had an assumption that that might have been related to you. Tenebris took that from me. It is mine. I need Akiva to wield it so it is returned to me. I will grant Akiva a more worthy weapon in exchange. Still the onyx black kopesh that you are so pleased with, but with renewed power that I can give. And what are you going to do with this new power that you're going to acquire? This amulet has weight, just like the ruins it is from. The weight of lost memories. I will be getting back some of mine. To what end? Memories make up a person. I am missing some. I wish to know who I am fully and completely. And in that realization of yourself, that's when you'll really have the power you crave? Nezalem does not like me. I don't know why. I would like to remember why. Why I am kept away. Why your people were not allowed near me. I can appreciate a quest for knowledge. I can't say I don't also have my own curiosity about this. I was going to inform you after we had this discussion, but we, during our talks with Biagosto. You spoke with Biagosto. Is that a name that's in your memory? I do not see it in Akiva's. His memories are not accessible to you from that time. When? Just a couple hours ago. Biagosto. The name. Interesting. So here's what seems to be on the table. You want to make sure that Akiva will have the Blade of Tenebris? Yes. In exchange, you'll give us the amulet back. As long as you swear to me, Belinda, that you will make sure Akiva is allowed to do this. As soon as possible. There's already a timeline. What are you going to do with Orle? What you asked me, Belinda. Harvest her memories. Will that have an effect on her life? Define effect. Will she suffer and die? She will still be alive. So you're going to give her back eventually? If you wish. That is more difficult than an object, however. For that, you may need to come see me. I think the deal offered is fair. As do I. But with one more thing. I know Akiva called upon you and said, you know, he needed your aid. And you came and you did what you did. It cannot happen again. Not in Orenthal. When Akiva called to me, I was unaware he was in Orenthal. A small bit as a sign of good faith. I collect Akiva's memories at the end of a day. That is where I get to learn of the new information. 
When this happened, I simply sensed Akiva's call pushing through the boundary between us, his force of will and desperation, and I was able to reach my hand through. And that was simply my mistake. I do not blame you. That was on me. But in Orenthal, I will not reappear. I agree to that addition to our deal. Okay, it's done. Agreed. Seems we all have a vested interest in this anyways. You can awaken Akiva. And as you snap out of your trance, Akiva, Belinda, you retreat from your mind palace. In Akiva's lap, beside the sword, is the amulet of Verbal. All right, I think that, and I will take it from Akiva and put it in the bag of holding. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to meditate. Nissa and Scriff. You travel through the main streets, uh, going a little bit further from the Temple of Vumera, and uh, do arrive at this kind of rundown, simple wooden home. The windows are still shuttered. Scriv, you think you faintly see a thin source of light coming through the shuttered windows. Okay. Take a mental note, mentally prepare myself, take off my goggles, make sure I look appropriate, and knock on the door. Okay. You knock. Minute passes. Another minute. Look over at Nyssa. And then, my apologies, Scriv, dear. I did not expect you to come so quickly. Please, come in. Thank you. And I will step into the home of Biagosto. You walk in. Simple furnishings. A fireplace is lit and going. There is a couple of lanterns hung up near a table where there is seated by with three chairs and three cups of tea. Nessa, dear, I'm glad to see you have brought Scriv so quickly. Please sit. I know you've had plenty of tea already, but I do always enjoy a good cup. Thank you. You're very gracious. I try. Scriv, please sit. You look pensive. There's been a lot that's happened since we last met. I hope you're doing well. I am. I'm doing quite well as of late. I've had some good conversations. And she kind of like looks in Nissa's general direction. So I've heard. And I also look in Nissa's direction. <laughs> <clears throat> Please sit, dear. Enjoy some tea. Tell me about... You don't have to be specific, but some of the troubles that have faced you of late. I've heard there's some difficulty amongst your group. It depends on how much Nissa has told you. The last thing that I want to do is to bore you with details you've already heard about. Not Nissa, dear. You know she's a bit quieter than that. It was your other friend. Even more so. I'm not the storyteller that Akiva is, so I wouldn't want to bore you with things that you've already heard from him. Oh, but dear, we had such a lovely chat about Ferapol and your home and Solana. You can clearly see that I simply enjoy the stories, whether repeated or not. I guess my simple question is, how are you doing? If you're talking about my health, I got stabbed about less than a day ago, so I'm adjusting from that. If you're talking emotionally, my friend got eaten recently, so I'm trying to get over that. Eaten by what, might I ask? That sounds like a rather horrific experience. It was. It was unexpected, and it was within line in terms of the nature of a thing. Something that I'm slowly beginning to learn. Not a beast, then, dear? No. I assume you use the term eaten maybe a bit more metaphorically rather than literally. I hope. I don't know. When it comes to beings of unknowable age, wisdom, power, and I make a very pointed look towards by... Her expression does not change. I'm trying to practice caution. And I know that there's not much I can do to stop them. So I'm just assuming the worst while hoping for the best. A good precaution. In this life, of course, one must always be careful who they are around. But please, dear, this entity, might I know what it is? I'm still not sure what it is, honestly. I can't trust everything that Akiva says. He says it was his patron. Interesting. Do you know anything about it? Having spoken with Akiva, seeing the way that you see... Oh, he simply told me that he caused a rift between you and a young woman. In a sense, yeah. Her head tilts more towards you, Nissa. Akiva's been 
quite a bit less talkative than I expected. Interesting. I'm rubbing off on him. And in such a short time, too. He was one to tell me almost every detail of what happened in the Shadowfell before he came here. Minus one or two things. Sorry I take such pride in my work? You should. Turns back towards Yskriv. What do you know of this patron? Red eyes. A black cloak. A Shadar Kai. Similar. Not sure. I was terrified when he showed up. Both times. Is the description familiar to you? In some other way? It's a Shadar Kai. Bye. Yes, dear. Sorry. I was lost in thought for a moment. You don't need to tell me if you know this being. Just whether or not it is as wise as it presents itself. I've heard things from it, and while I'm not sure, I can trust it. Especially after what it did to Orlay. Well, a persuasion check. 17. The Shadar Kai, dear. The Shadar Kai. Okay. What do they consider anathema? Because... Whenever Akiva is faced with something that is an imitation of life, he he lashes out. Like, but that might just be his culture. It is, dear. From what I've read, the Fae consider iron, uh, like uh, hot coals, anathema. Not particular fans of those, no, dear. We are not. So, are the Shadar Kai the same, or is there something else that they consider as such? Fae have traveled the plains for. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Some decide to find a new plane, stay there. Others, having been changed over time, became what are known as the Eladrin today when they returned home. The Fae are malleable, changeable, chaotic as their original nature. Did they just change because of circumstance or because of the planes that they made their homes in? Or The Fae are imbued with the very essence of life and of magic. When they travel the planes, each plane has its own sound, its own feel. Spend enough time, if the Fae is old enough, or if its descendants live, grow, and die on a different plane, that plane will change them. There are all manner of sub-races of elves in this plane alone, dear. There are the Wood Elves, the High Elves, the Drow. Each has been changed by thousands of years of the environment they reside in. So if I understand it right, every Fae had this core note. And then whenever you go to a different plane and spend a lot of time there, that plane changes the note. And so you have these different notes, the song of the Fae. Yes, dear. The song of the Fae. A good analogy for what that is. Shadar Kai, though, are shaped, forced, not naturally. By someone else or something? I think that answer is probably clear. Akiva said it enough. He lives with a god. The Shadar Kai act as a servant race for this god, Neslam. The Shadar Kai do have elven and fey ancestry, and fey are not much ones for servitude and a strict structure. But the Shadar Kai are different. The Shadar Kai have that sort of strict structure and, I mean, from what Akiva said, it's practically worship. You live and die by the word of Nezalem. Indeed. So what being would gain the most from having a race that's solely devoted to Nezalem? Nezalem? Slight kind of creepy smile. I imagine that there are other gods, maybe gods that live in the Feywild and that interact with the Eladrin and- A god. Vumera. Vumera is more of a wild deity. Prefers the changeable nature. No, but it's not, it's not a whole culture. It's not a dedicated worship of Vumera compared to Nezalem. No, it is not, dear. Strange difference, don't you agree? I don't know the nature of the gods. The most that I learned about was Adar, and Adar cared mostly for knowledge, people practicing skill, getting better. Adar, or at least the stories of him, are a wanderer that shows up in town and maybe shows people a new technique, and then as soon as people have started to adapt it, he moves on. I don't really know many stories about Vumera or Nezalem. Vumera is the hunter in the wild that helps the injured traveler. 
the nurture in the home during a severe storm. At least that's how she's portrayed. Nezlem is the gatekeeper for those that pass beyond. The judge to determine their final resting place. Guessing you don't think that he should be that judge. There was a good deal of time where he was not. Not that things were better, dear. Just a little more interesting. I appreciate you answering my questions and being open. The subject matter is a lot different from when we were talking about Solana, but I appreciate you answering them. You have a better understanding, dear, of who you are speaking to. I feel like conversations should evolve appropriately. By you asked Anissa to bring me here so that you could give her information on the Whispered Ones. She asked for my theories. Yes. Why did you want me here? If you wanted a pleasant conversation, all you had to do was ask. I had a gift for you, dear. Your blade. It is not metal. No. And it is not stone from this plane. No. I have an enchantment I can give you. May I draw my blade? Please. I doubt you'd hurt me with it. I will draw my stone sword. It has a slight glow to it. And I just place the sword on the table. The sword sinks into the table slowly. I resist the urge to lunge forward to try and take my sword back. And there is a moment that you just see the table. And she places a hand where the sword was. What do you want most from your weapons, dear? What do you look for? I look for adaptability. To have the right tool at the right time. She does like what looks initially like casually making little drawings on the table with her fingers. But as you watch, both you and Nissa can recognize it seems like she's just uh, like creating little runes in the air above the table. Have I seen Strides and Moments do this? In the initial creation of the blade when he gave it to you. But there's something different in the, the runes themselves. Adaptability, dear. Are you certain? Power can be overcome. Adaptability allows for me to face whatever opponent I face. If not to overpower, at least to place me on equal footing. Yes, I'm sure. Very well. There's only so much the sword can take at one time. It is in itself adaptable. And she kind of like turns her hand and like does a, a rising up motion. And there's a brief bit where you see the handle of your sword popping out from the table itself. I will draw my blade. You pull it from the table and its design is much more elaborate. There are small little runes all across the blade itself, and it's a short sword, but it looks like thinner and longer than it was. Not by a lot. And the handle itself almost looks gold, but again, it's also, the whole thing is supposed to be stone, but there's little trimmings of like gold and silver across the hilt and the handle. The blade will require you to attune to it now, to use its full potential, but... Well, should an enemy attempt to escape you, one that you don't wish to, I gave you a few methods to stop them. Has the nature of the blade changed? Does it have a new name? Strides and Moments gave me its true name when he gave it to me. Its name was Irwandona, one of Vumera's chosen hunters. It is one of the Fae's chosen hunters, dear. Once you have attuned to it, you can plant it into the ground and use the ground itself to restrain your enemies. Thank you. It is my pleasure, dear. Now it is quite late. I assume you must get to sleep and rest after the trying days you've had. Will we be able to find you here again? Most likely, dear. I am giving myself some time to relax back in one of my favorite homes. Thank you very much. You're a gracious host. I am happy to help, dear. Nissa. It is always good to see you. Good to see you too. I assume you're going to uh, help me out with that information we spoke of? Of course. The Whispered Ones are using the interconnectivity of the Shadow Wolves to spread themselves out and get information across the realm. The Shadow Wolves have a wide reach in the underworld of various societies. By infiltrating them, they get to have more information and more coin to fund their own research. That's what I was worried about. If you suspect a Whispered One in the Shadow Wolves here, most likely due to the intense nature of their own mistrust, they will only have one in any sort of high-ranking position. 
eliminate the one whispered one here, and you break their hold. They also most likely would be a recruiter. That makes sense. That is very useful to know. Thank you. Be cautious with the whispered ones, dears. They are not a group that goes down easily. Thank, Thank you. you. Of course, dears. I will open the door and allow Nissa to go first. Safe travels home. Thank you. And I will close the door to buy Ghosto's place. As Scriven Nissa skirt away from the low hills, noticing still several robed figures in the Gold Petal Gardens district looking around. Uh, you had already passed through, so you know that they were searching for something that happened by the Temple of Vumera. But you are able to get to Belinda's apartment with no problem and enter in as Belinda and Akiva are... I think Belinda would be meditating. I'm sitting there, like, kind of playing with Lazarus, batting my, my hands around. Stand at the door. Do we have a sign of good faith? I got the amulet. Little bit of disappointment. Okay, that'll work. I'll, I'll hand the amulet over to Scriv. You'll hold on to it? I'll turn it over in my hands. Tony, does it seem damaged or altered in any way? Roll investigation. 18. Looking it over. Looks the same. You notice no additional scratches, no additional damage to the, the material at all. Okay. Thank you. We did the best we could. I figured. So what happened with your tea time? I learned about fey history according to Bai. And? <laughs> and she blessed my sword? I'm not sure. Was that the gift? I think I need some time to just figure out what changed with the sword. Nissa, what happened from your point of view? They talked a lot. And I don't know. Yeah, she took Scrib's sword and I don't know, somehow made it better. So it sounds like she was happy with your end of the deal, Nissa. Did she give you something useful? Yeah, she gave me a little bit more information. She told me that the Whispered Ones infiltrating the Shadow Walls is because the Shadow Walls are spread about. People tend to think of them based here, but they're not. She told me that there'd be a high-ranking member here. If we take that person out, I think it solves the problem. So do we think that's the contact that Sedan wants us to meet up with in a few days? I'm thinking so. Sedan? Sedan was the Shadow Wolf contact that Nissa and I went and met with unknowingly, who turned out to be the one referenced in that document you found, Nissa, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Okay. That will be in a few days, so that kind of maybe changes how we need to plan our time in the next few days. Clear off the table so we can just have a plain sheet of parchment and start mapping out what we need to do and how far this conspiracy? Can we call it a conspiracy at this point? Oh, certainly. Yeah. How far it goes. So I think something, Scriven, I need to share with you guys is we've taken on a new role, which I think can benefit all of us. We need more information, we need resources, and General Walsingham has access to those resources. So, in exchange for being eyes out there, we'll get her support. This gives us some official credentials for both of us that might get us... Uh, entrance to places we couldn't otherwise but it does mean we have some responsibilities and I just want to clarify those only extend to Scriv and I. Akiva, Nissa, you're not under any obligation to take part in those activities. How much are you going to be reporting back? Are you reporting back what we're doing? All of us? Not particularly. I think she's more interested in kind of the high level what is going on in the world. What specifically have you seen that could be relevant to the protection of the Empire? Okay. Are you concerned that we're going to talk about something that you don't want us to talk about? Because, I mean, you and I just talked to Bai. I'm cool with Bai. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's at least a little bit of trust there. Okay. Something could just be overlooked in the report if it's important enough. Like Bai is what you're, you're kind of getting at, Nissa. Maybe. Or me being wanted by the Staff Federation. <laughs> yeah, or other... And I look over to Akiva events. No, I don't think we're, we're trying to turn Akiva in. I don't think that matters at all to my mother. I think she's really looking for information on these conspiracies that are directly impacting the lives of the Empire citizens, like primarily the Cult of Tenebris. And none of us have a problem with getting help with that. 
And it'd also be nice for a person in authority to hear our side of things when it comes to what happened over at Mandeville. I mean, I don't really have any issues with us doing any semblance of work for your mom, so... I trust she has the best interests of the people of this country, you know, at the center of everything she does. She's terrifying, but she seems nice. No, she's not nice, but she is terrifying. But I think she is trustworthy. (laughs) As long as we don't pose a threat to the greater population of Orenthal. So no, we will not be sharing reports on Umbra. I would probably be viewed as a threat to the greater population of everything. Yeah, imprisonment would be probably, like, the nicest thing that might happen to you. Because, you know, she's nice. With that settled, we are starting to gear up towards the Tenebris encounter with the head cleric. How many days do we have until that? We have nine days starting tomorrow, so I know we have a lot of other things we want to do. Particularly, it'd be great to put to bed this whole whispered one infiltrating the Shadow Wolves conspiracy. (laughs) I mean, if we're building up towards it, Nissa, you don't have to do the Tenebris bit. We'll help you with the Whispered Ones and dealing with this whole conspiracy, because I guess that's our job now. Look over to Belinda. Yes, it is. So you don't need to tag along with us to Tenebris. Actually, I do need to. After what they did to my friend, it's time for some payback. So you're going with us to fight a demon lord? Or at least witness other people fighting a demon lord? I'm down for messing up Tenebris' plans as much as possible after what they did to my friend. They tortured her, they were going to sacrifice her. I didn't do enough to stop it. I might want to change that. Plus, as a bonus, we get to steal things from him. Exactly. I think what we're all getting at is there's a strong chance that one, any, or all of us could die. This isn't an incredibly dangerous thing we're doing, and as long as we all have a personal stake and something we want to accomplish, I don't have a problem with that. I live in the low hills, I have the chance of dying daily. I'd like to maybe die doing something useful. I'm okay with that. So now that we have the buy-in, next steps. Kakos? Yeah, so I think the primary reason we should go to Kakos is to get word to Saria, who we know is leading some sized organization of other mystics. And I don't want to brag, but I think I'm a pretty solid contributor to the group, and if there were more people like me who were better trained than me who could go and help us, that would be an enormous advantage. Against the Whispered Ones? Well, I think they could also potentially help in the Tenebris fight, too. I don't know what their interplanar experience is like, but I think it's worth reaching out. My read on the whole thing was that they wanted to stay a secret organization, and teaming up with, well, the head cleric and any military force that he can muster up seems like not so secretive. No, but we already know there's been more than one entrance to the Abyss. I don't know that there aren't other things that are at play, so it would be more of, I guess, informing them that it's happening. Fair enough. Also, that would probably give us an idea of what other goals they have besides fighting the Whispered Ones. Okay. I mostly brought up Kakos because I know that the monks there are used by the Empire for, well, this sort of thing. I'm hopeful that we can actually deal with a large part of this problem with the Whispered Ones infiltrating the Shadow Wolves ourselves, since Nissa and I know when this contact of Sedans is arriving, we're going to get a communication of when and where to meet them, and we could potentially eliminate them right then and there. Scriv, you and I would have the authority to arrest someone at that point. After we get our papers, but yeah. Which we'll get tomorrow morning. So then... We have a place to get the resources. Where do we go after Kakos? I think we come back here. And just report to the cleric? Yeah, so I think after that we start doing everything we can to prepare or get any additional information to help for this uh, contact of Sedans. What do you think, Nissa? Yeah, um... Oh, Bai gave me the name of a place in the Iron Fist District. It's particularly in reference to Lyle. I need to check that out as well. Do you want to do that when we come back from Kakos, or are you worried that you need to do it sooner? The one thing I would warn is if he's in hiding and we find him and we out him. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. So maybe save it for when we girl up, we can stick around longer, keep an eye on him. Yeah, that makes sense. Since it sounds like from our conversation with Sadan that Lyle has successfully hidden from them and they have not been able to find him thus far. But it's up to you. He's, he's your friend. I don't want to put him in any more danger than he already's in. I don't either. We'll check it out after the monastery, I guess. Do we need to worry about anything from this Sedan guy? Like, is he actively hunting us? 
alongside Lyle or from what it seems like you two said it seems like he's trying to recruit you two so I don't think he'd be hunting us he wants to recruit Nissa and have me murdered by Nissa as far as I can recall from what you said Nissa does that sound right once your usefulness is done then I get to you know <laughs> well thank goodness I am an incredibly useful person it's the only thing justifying my existence if I become useless sure go ahead and stab <laughs> me <laughs> he wasn't bothered by well, the murder of the Shadow Wolves when we first came into town? Doesn't know it was us. Otherwise, I don't think we would have gotten the information from him. And I didn't give a name. I'm just a faceless person waiting to be murdered by Nissa. <laughs> so. She's my associate. I guess the question I was trying to ask was, is Sedan hunting the people who murdered those Shadow Wolves that night? Doesn't seem like it. We don't know that we're definitely safe, but we don't have any reason to believe that leaving town will put any of us or anyone we know in increased danger. I think we're kind of already at peak danger, if that makes you feel any better. I kind of don't want Henrietta to lose her shop, honestly. I think Henrietta can take care of herself pretty well. She should be okay. Okay. She seems very strong-willed. So, I think we have to write up a report, Scriv. It shouldn't take too long between the two of us. Wouldn't want to disappoint Mommy. I'm sorry, General. <clears throat> And no, we would not. Disappointment is not something I'm comfortable with. So I guess we will do that for our evening. You finish up the report. You are able to get a full long rest and awaken the next morning. I assume somewhat refreshed, but nothing happens during the night. You do get your papers and uh, you turn in your reports to uh, your mother's uh, assistant, basically. And we get our new papers that... Mine are sort of supplementary, but this is the first time Scrivs had government ID, right? Yes. So you see a lot of official documentation on it with the uh, title on it, Scriv, as Ensign Shannon Whitecliffe. You see various other things, but basically that you are entitled to certain powers within the Vremer Empire um, with the ability to detain people, to be brought up to trials and questioned under the authority of General Walsingham. Did you attune to your sword, Scriv? Yes, I did. So you do get what I mentioned to you, that you have the uh, Maximilian's Earth and Grass that takes two charges out of the three that it has, as well as Earth Tremor, which takes one charge. The new name that you get from it is Ferendir o Itulu Fewi. What does that translate to? Scriv doesn't know. It's in Sylvan. So if Scriv wishes to share that information. Knowing that I could translate it, probably? That'd probably be breakfast conversation between Belinda and I. So it is Hunter of the Dusk Fae. I think I will continue to keep my distance from Bai. I don't really want any connection with her, but it seems to be working to your advantage right now. It's like dealing with a tiger, a caged tiger. You treat it with respect, but it can and will kill you if given the chance. I still don't know what her angle is on all of this. I don't think it's one angle. I think it's many angles. But why me? Do you want to know or do you not want to know? Because I don't know, but I think it's probably a slightly unsettling answer. Every day that passes, I'm slowly starting to edge towards wanting to know. Between Umbra's response and Bai's favor and I suppose just the fact that I'm friends with Strides and Moments. Maybe he'll have some insight? Alright, so then we go, we drop off our port, we get our IDs. I'm going to say... Let's just swing by the marketplace real quick and pick up some cots. I feel a little bad about everyone continuing to sleep on the floor for the next eight or nine nights. Sure. So you're you're getting three cots? For each of my guests. I do not want to encourage any additional guests. I would roll with, with blankets and all of that about three gold a piece. If you want some kind of dividers, I'd say just an additional gold. Okay. So we will truck back with, with our new wares uh, to help improve the place for the next... Well, we're going to be here for quite a few days, so might as well improve our living conditions. So you spend a good chunk of the morning um, getting your paperwork, uh, getting set up for the day, and uh, sprucing up Belinda's apartment. Uh, anything else you would like to do before you head out? This place is only a couple of hours out, right? It's a few hours away. No, no problems. As you guys are heading out... Scrib Belinda, you had noticed, like, still, there were still robed figures kind of searching in general. Um, there are more. We're going to give a wide berth to that whole district. Yes, please. Thank you. Is Akiva disguised? Anytime I leave. Is it just to get out of the city? I just didn't know, Adam, if you were planning to have Akiva maintain it once we got to No, just, just, just during the time where I might be outed and arrested. 
Okay, cool. That's fine. Welcome, farmer. <laughs> there is a much larger Staff Federation presence in this district. Belinda, you recognize a uh, tiefling figure that seems to be jotting down notes as he is trying to talk to some of the Staff Federation members. It seems like Elril. Tell about the conversation with everyone. Just watch out. There's a reporter over there that approached Nissa and I yesterday. He's very nosy. I'm here for seeds. Okay, well, looks like we are definitely great at being undercover. We will continue to maintain our level of sneakiness. Nissa, help help us. This is new to, to the group. <laughs> yeah, so I'm noticing. All I ever needed in the past was the mask, and that's been compromised. Yes, can we point out that the mask never worked? It always worked. It literally never worked. People are like, whoa, what's up with the man in the mask? What's his story? I'm a performer. And then it was dropped. Look, we're continuing to evolve our processes. Speaking of which, let's practice having a mundane conversation while also having a telepathic conversation. Oh no, this didn't work last time. All you have to do is say that you have seeds. Nissa, you do notice a few of the Staff Federation seem to be like doing a ritual cast, one you've seen several times as Detect Magic. They're looking for magic. I'm currently using a Disguise Self. Yeah. Oh. We need to get away from the, this area as quickly as possible, but, um, you know, casual-like. I will say, you have mentioned you're giving them a wide berth. This is more what you've noticed as you guys are going through, but you are able to leave the district perfectly safe. Okay, and now we practice our telepathic and out loud conversation. Roll wisdom checks. Natural 19, so 18. I got a 7. 20. 5. <laughs> Nissa, you're struggling. You're struggling a lot. Belinda, you're a bit more focused on avoiding all of the Staff Federation members that seem to be out in force searching for what is definitely not a Kiva. Right. You're pausing a bit more often between speaking telepathically and speaking out loud. What are we talking about in these two conversations? I assume the telepathic one is more about, oh, watch out for that particular, you know, guy in the robe over there. Let's go this way, like practical stuff. Yes. What are we talking about out loud? The weather. It's a nice day out. Uh, Scrim and I are able to pretty keep a pretty good conversation going, though. And I'm like, I love talking about the weather so much. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> I probably say something out loud I shouldn't. And then in my head, something about the weather, maybe. You say, turn right. But you didn't roll a natural one, so Nova one over. Here's that. Okay. We all start somewhere. So none of us have actually traveled from Orenthal to Kakos directly before. Like, I know of it, but I don't think I've been there. And Scriv has never gone from Orenthal. He Not went from Orenthal to Kakos. He's been to Kakos. But the road's clearly marked, right? It is a very clear road. Basically, uh, it's a, a road that stretches north-northwest-ish, and then uh, you see it along the road. Okay. And it has a small path that leads to it. I'm going to switch to my precognition focus, which would give me advantage on initiative rolls, just in case. Okay. So, you know it will be a few hours before you reach the Monastery of Kakos. Various merchants and caravans travel this route. Is there anything you would like to discuss along the way? It's actually a very nice day out, if a little warm for the most part. So, Scriv, you were here for some time, right, at the Monastery? Yep, about two to three years, yeah. What was it like? It's nice. The compound is huge. There's this big courtyard with a bunch of testing dummies for you to practice. Routine-wise, it's kind of like what I do now, now that I think about it. Wake up, meditations, warm-up katas, then transition into sparring. And then once you're nice and warmed up after about maybe three hours or so, you go to either weapon training or technique discussions and, you know, continue to build until you eventually become a kensei. And then after that, you get divided into, I guess, whatever weapon category. I don't know. I never learned enough to get to that rank. The people are people. People are people wherever you go, huh? Well, you have the people who are very arrogant and who won't show you how they do a technique. And then there's other, like, masters that will, you know, be patient and teach properly. Right. That's something you should know. The more clothes someone has, the higher rank they are. So what type of clothing does this entail that signifies rank? If you are like me, uh, an initiate, you typically just have a vest and some loose-fitting pants. Uh, if you manage to achieve kensei status, you'll get a red 
belt uh, to signify that you know can properly use your key and everything. And then there are a couple of other accoutrements that you could add shoulder decorations and other sashes. The one that you need to look out for is the Grandmaster. He'll have a shawl over one arm, and everyone will probably be bowing a lot and acting deferential. Just, if you see people bowing to one person, bow. Okay. Seems rather formal, but I think we have no problem with observing the proper niceties. Sildan is his name. So you do not know uh, the Grandmaster well, but I assume you've spoken with him throughout your time there? Yes. Okay, well, I suppose you could make the introductions and then we'll launch into, hi, nice to meet you. We need to contact your super secret friend and her group of powerful mystics. Is that our plan? I suppose it might be. Government paperwork suggesting that we're part of an official envoy might help. The Grandmaster was different, so I'm not exactly sure how to approach him. Perhaps we should go speak to your mentor first, then. The strides and moments? Yeah. That'd probably be a good start. Well, he's expecting us. Yeah. Well, Akiba, perhaps you'll have uh, something in common with this uh, unusual Grandmaster then. Yeah. It seems uh, it'll be at least a very interesting conversation. Yeah, worst case, we come out of it having made a new connection. If they can't help us, we tried. It's only taking us a day and we're getting to see somewhere new. I've never been here myself, so I'm interested to see what it's like. These warrior monks. I'm surprised that you never had to come around here and take the census. I never took responsibility for directly doing. I was more in the in the office doing the calculations and the analysis. So someone surely came here and sent me data, but not really my thing. Ah, okay. Also, never really went the warrior route personally. So I'm glad you went and trained. It makes sense that Jack would have sent you here, but not so much. Wait, Nissa, did I ask have you ever been? Mm, no, uh, no. How are you feeling about this? I'm interested to see it. It sounds kind of a curious place. Definitely. People from all walks of life, I I imagine. Yeah, the monastery's gates are open to all who would travel here. It's kind of the opposite of the academy, huh? Yeah, it's kind of why the academy rubbed me the wrong way. More exclusive than inclusive. That's a trend I'm noticing in Orenthal. So, you continue to travel along the road, till eventually you come across uh, a path that splits off, but you see before the path begins to split, Various buildings, the exterior of which has wooden slats in a rustic yet elegant design with curved tile roofs. Um, you notice uh, kind of decorating it, several colorful frescoes depicting a variety of historical events, a few of them also depicting what seem to be religious stories of Vumera. You notice in the exterior, there's a large tree that seems to shade this courtyard where you can see dozens of monks training in uh, both hand-to-hand and weaponry. There is a simple low wall that surrounds the entire uh, facility. So you can still see easily over the wall and see the training. So I just make sure that my hands are visible, that I'm not holding any weaponry. I advise everyone else to do the same as we approach. Just showing that we're not, I guess, assassins. At this point, I'm probably not disguised and have my mask on. Okay. So we approach the front gate. It's wide open. You don't really even see like anybody around initially. You just come up to it, and one of the monks that's on the uh, on the actual central platform in the courtyard turns to glance over at you and hops down. Scriv, you uh, know this is a ranking of a deft blade. Okay, it has simple white vestments on top of everything else, but he hops down and walks over to you. Human male, average build, kind of dark brown hair. Just can I help you? We seek an audience with one of the masters here, Strides and Moments. Ah, let me go and retrieve him. You are? Shannon Whitecliffe. Shannon? Sorry. Yeah, that's the name my parents gave me. The Deathblade just nods slightly and give me about a moment. I will address him to come here. Please feel free, sit, relax, and he'll turn and walk off to one of the other buildings off in the distance. I will take my pack down and I will set it aside. And I will begin warming up. What's happening? (laughs) I have not seen Master Strides and Moments in many years. And I would not doubt if he were to attack me just to see if I was still any good. I'll take your stuff and shove it in the bag of holding. Thank you. I'm good. Look over at Nissa. And yes, my name is Shannon. It's lovely. Thank you. My mom thought so too. Yeah, and Akiva now knows all of 
Scrib's embarrassing childhood stories from his mom. His mom is a great storyteller. Very friendly. Hey, Kiva, you need to tell me those, Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. You see several of the monks. Uh, Most of them where you are are initiate or kensei level, based off of what uh, Scrib can explain Are we standing outside the gate or are we in the courtyard right now? You're in the courtyard. Are they just ignoring us? Like, they're going about their business, right? When you initially come in, a few of them, if you at any point, like, meet their their gaze, they do a small bow to you and uh, smile, but overall seem to want to finish their lessons. All right. We'll return bows, I think. So what are we going to ask Strides and Moments when he gets here? Assuming that, you know, it's just a friendly hello and we can get right down to business. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to catch up with him first. I would like to, but... We have time. We're here for the day. So you might as well catch up and then segue into we have some information we want to get to the Grand Master. It sounds like this might be a very personal sort of conversation for you to catch up with someone you're close to. Is there someplace we could go to fill our time while you catch up? There's the library. I don't know if they'll have any research related to you-know-who, but it might be good just to see what kind of research materials they have there compared to what you see in Orenthal. Can't hurt to look. Hey, it wouldn't be some the worst idea for me to find some sort of text on fighting styles regarding a Kopesh. I don't actually know how to wield this thing, I just kind of do. Yeah, and uh, Nissa, there's also an armory if you wanted to look over Ooh. that and see if maybe there's something that catches your eye. That sounds great. That sounds good. I'm sure we could ask someone to, to escort us there, um, just be here as visitors, and uh, I guess come find us in the library when you're done. Oh, well, I was going to introduce you to Strides and Moments and then ask if he could assign a guide rather than have you guys wandering around. I know, we're very threatening. Looking over to Kiva. I'm not currently consuming somebody in their entirety right now. Too soon, buddy. So as you guys are talking, you see approaching from the direction of the other building a elven figure. Long, straight white hair and soft hazel eyes. Clearly not a normal elf, as the skin itself is very pale, considering most of the monks out here are out in the sun most of the day. But it seems to maintain this paleness, and as he gets closer, there's almost a chill in the air about him. He approaches, and of course, Scriv, you recognize the Eladrin, strides in moments, um, looks at you and just says, Shannon, it is good to see you again. It's good to see you too. He draws a longsword and goes... I have perfected my defensive measures, Shannon. Show me. And he points a blade at you. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to me at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. And I hope to see you all next time in the world of Ostia.